0: hey there future fans this week we take a trip on a boat we take a trip to france and we enter gwayne's world this is the week of july 30th 2021 and this is episode 210 of future flicks with billiam Welcome to the show, my friends. Welcome back. That's right. I am a year older, and uh, I went camping, so it's been quite the ride for me. But for you, you have gone without my voice, and for that, I am sorry. I, I don't even know what that'd be like since I live with myself. What would it be like without hearing my voice? It would be a sad day. It'd be a sad day indeed, but we are back. We are back with all of the movies. That's right. Every movie coming out during the week. So let me tell you what it is you're listening to. If you've never listened to the show before, if you have listened to the show before, then you know exactly what I'm going to say. This is Future Flicks with Billiam, and on this show, I do quite a few things. First off, I go over any movie news that has caught my eye since the last episode, and then I go on to talk about any trailers that have caught my eye since the last episode. If in any of those cases I missed something that you think I should have talked about, always let me know. I would greatly appreciate it. And then we jump into the movies where I talk about every movie coming out during the week. Every movie that I can find out about. I do a pretty good job. And let's be honest, if a movie is so small that it misses my notice, then um, I don't think anyone's going to mind. But for the most part, I talk about all of the movies. That's everything coming out to theaters nationwide, limited releases, and VOD. That's video on demand. And I break them up into two categories. Those categories are... A, the limited releases, those are any movies getting a limited release that did nothing to catch my eye. Doesn't mean that they're necessarily going to be bad, but the trailer just didn't do it for me. Then we go into the wide releases and interesting indies, and that is exactly what it sounds. Every wide release, every nationwide movie release, and everything coming straight to a commonly used streaming service like Netflix, Hulu, Disney+, And all the indie movies that really did catch my eye. That goes, hey, this does look interesting. And you know what? We used to do a question of the week. It'll come back one day. But for now, I wrap it all up actually with a pick of the week. I tell you, hey, if you see a movie this week, if you see one film, this is what you should watch. And then I leave it up to you. Do you watch that film? Do you watch something else? I always love to hear from you. I always love to hear from you no matter what you have to say, going, hey, Billiam, I think your pick of the week sucked, so I saw something else instead. Hey Billiam, quit picking Marvel movies. And I'll go, no, because I like them. <laughs> but um but I would love to hear from you. You can find all of my ver- the all the various ways to find me in the show notes and at the and at the end of the episode with the closing housekeeping. But for now, my friends, let us jump into the first segment, which as always is the news. This just in from Hollywood, the news. All right, we do have some news. I missed a lot in the last two weeks because I was I was taking a full break. I was barely even paying attention to any news. So guess what I did? I missed some stuff. So if there's something, as always, let me know if I missed something. But let's start with this story from IGN. This story came out on the 26th, and on the 26th, Ant Man and the Wasp Quantumania has begun filming. And there's a terrifying picture to prove it. There's a picture of a terrifying looking stuffed bunny sitting on some test tubes, it looks like, next to something that says biohazard. And it, it's from a tweet from Peyton Reed that says, It begins day one, principal photography, Ant and the Wasp So it is beginning filming today, but this has a release date of 2023. Uh, It's expected, so far it's set for February 17th, 2023. Uh, That, of course, is subject to change, because even though a lot of places have eased mask restrictions, COVID's still a thing, and it could get worse because of this Delta variant and it could all shut down. And I'll be very honest about that Delta variant. When I first heard about it, I thought it had something to do with Loki, the TV show, so I didn't read any articles. I was like, no, I don't want any spoilers about any Delta variant of Loki. But no, it's just a, a terrifying new, uh, new, uh, <laughs> new uh, mutation to the disease. Anyway, next story comes to us from Andy Wire. Not huge movie news, but just something fun. Something fun that makes me smile. If you had seen that deep fake, who uh, this YouTuber used deepfake to tweak Luke Skywalker's entrance in The Mandalorian, Lucasfilm has hired that person. So yes, sometimes people who do pursue their passion get hired. And if anyone from the Nerdist or Geek and Sundry or any of those big, com- big uh, nerd platforms, College Humor, if you're listening, hire me. I-, I will 100% work for you. Speaking of things that are filming right now, we have a new picture from the set of The Flash. And it's of either Ben Affleck or Ben Affleck's stunt double on Batman's new motorcycle. Uh, This motorcycle looks choppy and ugly straight out of, well, anything you'd expect with Batflick in it. Remember, I do like Batflick. He's not my favorite Batman, but I liked him. He was fine. The Flash set to release on, let's see, November 4th, 2022. Once again, always up to change, but so far that's when we can expect it. And my future friends, if you saw Black Widow like I did and you really enjoyed it like I did and you can't wait to own it, or you were just waiting to own it going, you know what? I won't go to theaters during COVID. I will wait and just own it. Good news it's coming to digital download and Blu-ray, DVD, 4K, all that goodness earlier than expected. This may have something, something to do with the covid times box office gross so far black widow has grossed about 315 million in the worldwide market domestic it has made 154 million international 160 million and while any other company would love a movie to make that much for a marvel film it's not really that great so i think disney is pushing this out sooner just so they can ride the hype so we do have some dates And the first date is available for digital download on August 10th. So that's very soon. Is it by the next episode? Will an episode be out? Okay, not quite by the next episode, but almost. So August 10th for digital download. It will come to Disney Plus subscribers with no additional fee on October 6th. And it'll be available to own on September 14th. That story was from Gizmodo. A new story from Slash Film, if you're familiar with the Octavia E. Butler book, Parable of the Sower, it is being turned into a movie, a film adaptation from the director Garrett Bradley, and brought to us by the wonderful indie studio A24. We do have some box office uh, news from over the weekend, this from a mix of variety and box office mojo. M. Night Shyamalan's Old has dethroned Space Jam as a number one movie and beat Snake Eyes, G.I. Joe Origins' Snake Eyes, which was a movie released last week. So we have Old in number one, Black Widow in number two, Snake Eyes in number three, having an opening weekend of, let's see, 13 million, which is really bad. And then next after that is Fast Saga. Uh, F9 The Fast Saga, which has a total gross so far of $163 then Escape Room, Tournament of Champions, and Boss Baby. But I think the big news is is that Old beat Snake Eyes. And I think a lot of people, including me, were thinking Snake Eyes was going to win the weekend. The interesting thing is, it looks like from viewers' scores, Snake Eyes is the better film. Uh, It has a cinema score, quote-unquote, of a B-minus, where... Old has a C- and from reviews from other people and trusted sources, I do notice that Snake Eyes is being enjoyed a lot more than Old. I have seen people that I trust tear apart Old, just hated it. But Variety uh, has pointed out in this article that what is probably helping Old over Snake Eyes is that M. Night Shyamalan twist that keeps people going to movies and the fact that When he hits, when he has a hit, it is a hit. It is good. And we're willing to forget the movies that aren't so good because when he does well, he does really well. Uh, This article and others I've read pointed out that also maybe people aren't thrilled with an origin story of a G.I. Joe character when maybe we want another G.I. Joe movie, maybe a a better G.I. Joe movie. We'll actually see if this poor performance in the theater will snuff out any more G.I. Joe movies, just because Snake Eyes had an an $88 million budget, I think, and $13 million on its opening weekend is pretty shitty. Next up, folks, a story from Slash Film. We know that the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 will begin filming this November, and the script is actually unchanged. It's the same script that was written three years ago. But James Gunn does point out that it's not fully the same movie. He says, quote, it's basically been finished for years. I keep fiddling with different things and adding things and figuring out permutations and stuff. I'm in the middle of doing another draft now, but it's really small stuff in comparison to what it has been. It's basically been finished since three years ago. And I actually think this is going to be a good thing for the movie because James Gunn is trusted. We trust James Gunn to do good movies. He does good Work. I think the Guardians of the Galaxy movies are some of the best of the Marvel films, and we have The Suicide Squad coming out, which looks bonkers. It looks so, so good. We have a Peacemaker TV show uh, being sent to HBO from him, and I think the fact that he's had so much time with this and the fact they didn't make any huge changes is a good sign because he's just tweaking stuff to make it a well oiled machine. And he did say the good news is that. Disney and Marvel haven't saddled him too much with setting up future continuity. He says the only time they ever asked me to do something for future MCU movies was on the first movie with Thanos, putting Thanos in there. He did say that I do have to pay attention to things that happen, and they did talk to me about this the stuff with Gamora and things like that. So, this is good news. Uh, the movie's been long awaited, it pushed back and pushed back, and then COVID happened. It should have been out by now, probably. And now it's actually happening it has an expected release date of may 5th 2023 and in news i'll just kind of piss you off mgm says that their new johnny depp film is still awaiting release after director claims studio is burying it this is the movie i've talked about before after seeing the trailer minamata where he plays photojournalist eugene smith uh trying to uncover you know some uh, some hanky shit going down in japan and apparently it's being buried by mgm because it has johnny depp in it So this this small movie with Johnny Depp is getting buried while Amber Heard is still in the Aquaman film. That is not justice, because remember, from everything we've heard regarding Amber Heard and Johnny Depp, best case scenario, Johnny Depp's just kind of an asshole and she's a possible abuser. Worst case scenario, they're both awful. There is no good case for burying this film. I know they're different studios, but whatever. There's no good case for burying this film, but keeping Amber Heard on another film. That, that, that makes zero sense to me. Well, my feature friends, that is it for the news. Let us take our first break as we hear word from our friends at the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. We'll be right back.
1: Good journey, nerds.
0: All right, everyone. Welcome back to everyone's favorite segment, The Trailer Trove. Avast and welcome to The Trailer Trove. Well, let's start with the new trailer for The King's Man. This is the prequel to The Kingsman series set in the early years of the 20th century And it stars people like uh, Ray Fiennes, Jimin Honsu, Gemma Arterton. It's a pretty good cast. And this is a movie that we've been waiting for for a while. It was pushed back when COVID happened. Uh, They released a trailer early. So we've been been sitting on this knowledge for a while that this was coming. It now has a December 22nd, 2021 release date. And if you've seen some of the trailers before, you don't have to seek this one out. Because this one is more of the same from previous trailers. It has some scenes from the first two Kingsman movies in it and some interviews with the cast. It it was fun. It was a fun watch, but I I don't think it's worth actively searching out. It was just okay. And if you already know you're going to see this movie, you know, you don't have to watch it. You're going to see it anyway. And if you had no interest in the movie, this, and if you had no interest in the movie, this trailer isn't going to change that next up in the trove we have a documentary called val that's coming to prime video on august 6th and oh my god this i don't know what to say okay i do actually let me pause um so this is a documentary centering on the daily life of actor val kilmer featuring never before seen footage spanning 40 years so apparently val kilmer liked to record a lot uh you, you see in this movie some footage of him when he was really young, hanging out with like Sean Penn and Kevin Bacon, uh, set, uh, all these different things from his various movies. And now because if you remember a while back, he was diagnosed with throat cancer. He's still recovering and he talks like and he talks with the aid of one of those vibrating things in your neck that you press down on. And it's it, it is hard to watch because it's Val f-ing Kilmer. He was in the doors. He was in. R- was it real genius? Uh, he was in Top Gun. He was Doc Holiday. f***ing Doc Holiday. And I know shit like this happens. This is life. Life comes at you. You you get you get stuff like that. But to know it's happening and has happened to someone so familiar, it it's kind of shaking. So this is a documentary coming to Prime Video. So anyone who has Amazon Prime will have access to it right away. No extra fees. On August 6th sorry um, but it is also coming to a limited theatrical release on the 23rd oh that's already happened so it's actually already in theaters as uh, somehow I missed this movie uh, in theaters from a very limited theatrical release coming to prime video August 6th next up in the trove we have another documentary trailer this one coming to Netflix on July 16th and this is called Naomi Osaka This is featuring unprecedented access to Osaka. The documentary follows her pivotal year from the U.S. Open in August 2019 and on tour as she plays in each of the Grand Slams and prepares for the 2020 Tokyo Olympics, which we know didn't happen They're in 2021 now. But it looks interesting, not just because it's a documentary about a famous sports figure, but also because it talks about what happens when you're famous overnight, because who the was she? until she won the U.S. Open. Like, who the hell was she? No one knew who she was unless you were in an avid follower of tennis. Then she got more famous. And then she talks, and her family talks, about what happens when that sudden fame hits. It does seem very interesting. Coming straight to Netflix, it may be worth a watch. All right, my future friends. Next up, we have a trailer for an animated movie, a sequel to the 2019 Adams Family film, this is called The Adams Family 2. Ooh. Interesting title there. And it looks... I, I still don't like it. I, I don't like this. Even though I like the cast, or the vocal cast, it, it doesn't look good. It just doesn't look good. And it's not just that you're messing with my childhood. That part I don't care about. We can have new stuff based on what we loved as children. That is 100% fine. What bothers me is that in this animated movie, in these animated movies, all of the characters are super over-exaggerated from their counterparts in either the original movies or the TV show. Which, which in my eyes, takes it out of the realm of a reimagining and into the realm of spoof. So I'm looking at this as 100% for kids who are not familiar with the, with the Adams family at all. For anyone who remembers the uh, the movie or the show, I'd skip this. This comes out October first. Well, the next trailer is for a Hulu original movie coming out July sorry coming out August twenty seven called Vacation Friends, and it stars Lil Rel Howery and John Cena. Uh, this one looks interesting but potentially cringy, so that might be a turn off for me. But it's basically about these this couple who's getting married. And these, t- uh, played by Lil Rel Howery, and uh, let's find out her name. Played by Lil Rel Howery and Anna Maria Horsford. And these two people crash their wedding. Uh, they crash their wedding, they're acting crazy, and people are like, who are you? And they go, oh, we know them. We partied with them when we both went to Mexico. So it's this, it's this couple they met in Mexico, played by John Cena and Meredith Hanger. And the, the hijinks that ensue. If you just watch a trailer, you'll 100% know exactly the type of movie this is. Think like Mike and Dave need wedding dates, but just a little more drugs. The good news is that it's a Hulu original, and there's really no bad news. This is easy peasy. It's coming to one of the more popular streaming services, and it looks funny. Try it out. Worst case scenario, you just go, hey, you turn it off, watch something else. Uh, We've seen a crazy side from John Cena before, uh, in blockers and it looks like he's just upping the ante in this one next up my friends we have the trailer for army of thieves this is a netflix original movie uh coming out someday let's see if i can find when that is i can't actually find a set release date but so far it's set for 2021 so sometime this year so army of thieves takes place in the same world of army of the dead that was a zack snyder zombie movie a zombie heist movie that is with dave batista tic those people So this, directed by someone else, but written by Zack Snyder, takes place at the same time it's set in Germany, and it's about a group of people who are taking advantage of everyone being distracted by the zombie outbreak in America, and they're doing their own heist. So we have another heist movie based in the same world as the zombie heist movie, and I am down. It looks fun. And Anne made a comment that I agree with, That it looks like they're taking this Fear Street idea and running with it. So they're doing these anthologies kind of of movies. And I love it. I am 100% here for this. Uh, This is a good looking cast. We have, let's see, uh, Matthias Schwinninghofer. I'm sorry, sir. I mispronounced your name so bad. And uh, Natalie Emmanuel looks pretty damn good. Again, no set release date, but you will know when I know. All right, my friends, I I didn't think this was going to happen. I never thought it was going to happen again just because of what has happened since the last movie. And l- let's just talk about it. The next movie we're going to talk about in the trailer trove is Jackass Forever, set to release October 22nd. And I I couldn't hold back my laughter watching the trailer. It's so classic Jackass with all the people you love. John Knoxville, Steve O, Chris Ponius, uh, and newcomers like Machine Gun Kelly. It looks. it It's the same. It's the same. If you've seen any of the jackass stuff, the TV shows, the movies, it's the same. And what's not to love? This is a super easy movie to recommend. Did you like any of the others? Then watch this. Did you watch a trailer and laugh? Then watch this. For me, it's the really quick, out of nowhere ones. Like, if you remember, I forgot which jackass movie it was, but that giant hand where they're walking into the office for the day. No one's ready for it. And that huge hand comes out of nowhere and smacks them and go flying back. I love that stuff. I'm less big on the kind of cringy stuff, especially anything involving Johnny Knoxville as the grandpa. And my God, these guys look old. Johnny Knoxville is almost 50 years old, but I... God damn it. I'm excited. I am excited for this. Will I watch it in theaters? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, I'm actually not friends anymore with the groups of people that I saw Jackass 1 and 2 with. I, I, I never saw 3. I should. God knows I should. I love the show. Will I see it in th- theaters? I don't know. I hope I will, but we will see. Once again, this comes out October 22nd, wide release in theaters. And finally, in the trailer trove, we have one more movie to talk about. And my nerd boner is pinching a tent so big that the Ringling Brothers want to use it. That is part one of Dune. Because that's right, Dune is going to be a two-part film series. And the main trailer for the first film just came out. Because remember, we've seen short trailers. We've seen teasers and vignettes. Not vignettes. um, Oh, what do you call those things? I can't remember what they're called, but now we have the full trailer, and it looks so good. It looks so good. I cannot wait. I cannot wait for October 22nd. Oh, it's the same week and the same day, October 22nd, because Dune is coming out. I admit I'm a terrible, terrible nerd. I've never read the book, but I have this amazing copy my wife bought me sitting on the shelf begging to be read but i want to wait till closer to the release dates i'll probably read this september maybe but the movie looks so good oh my god this so far if you don't know about the cast uh timothy chalamet rebecca ferguson zendaya jason momoa josh brolin dave batista oscar isaacs stellan skarsgård and javier bardim to name a few that is an outstanding cast this looks so so good i am very very excited and if it's not the pick of the week for october 22nd then something mind-blowing is coming out the same week like something orgasmic is coming out the same week if this is not my pick of the week then i'm so happy right now watching that trailer made me so happy it looks so so good Check out the full trailer. I don't think it spoils anything. Since I never read the book, I can't tell you if it spoils anything. I don't remember the original movie well enough. But good god, good god, it looks good. Well, my future friends, that is it for the trailer. Trove. Let us take our next break as we hear a word from our friends at the Watch Mouth Podcast, and we'll be right back with the movies. Stay tuned. There are
1: several ways to raise money for a good cause. Some do it by running marathons. <laughs> Some host high-dollar dinners. And some just do it by clever interneting. We here at the Watch Your Mouth Podcast employ a different approach. Wall-to-wall, filthy... F- Language.
0: Go to a grocery store, I'm like, I know exactly what I need. I get in there, I'm like, f- Yeah, <laughs> the f- yeah. did I even come here for?
1: With our charity swear jar, every fed up utterance from our unfettered gobs is a dime in the right direction.
0: The motherfuckers a mouth breather.
1: Gaming, movies, life musings, it's all here. Served on a bed of fucks and garnished with a crown of... Shut the fuck up! How the fuck did we get here? Fuck all that God, dear. F- a jelly bean. So if you want to hear us do good things with bad words, check out the Watch Your Mouth podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook or online at WIMPodcast.com. And remember, swearing is caring, so watch your mouth.
0: All right, we are back with the movies. Let's start with the limited release section with a film called A Dark Foe. This is going to be due video on demand. A guilt-ridden FBI agent stranded in the painful memory of the abduction of his sister suffers from a rare condition known as nyctophobia and rational fear of the dark and will have to face off with the cunning serial killer who took her away. This stars Selma Blair, who's not the main character, but is the most famous person in the movie or one of them. Uh, You know her from Hellboy. Graham Greene from Dances with Wolves. Bill Bellamy from The Bounce Back. Tokala Black Elk from Yellowstone. Glenn Morshower from 24 and John Lindstrom from General Hospital next up we have a movie coming to limited theater release video on demand but it's also coming to Sky Cinema which is some sort of uh United Kingdom thing this is a modern take on Oliver Twist yay twist a modern tale on Oliver a modern take on Oliver Twist how fun this stars Lena Headey from *Dread* and Michael Kane from The Cider House Rules. Uh, this one kind of looks interesting, but not really worth it. It kind of looks like if they take Oliver Twist and turned it into a heist, uh, heist movie. That's, that's what it looks like. Let's jump to the next film called Lorelei. This is getting a limited theatrical release. No VOD here. A working class fable about a biker and a mermaid and three shades of blue. This stars Jenna Maloney from nocturnal animals and Pablo Schreiber from orange is the new black. And after watching the trailer and looking at that premise, a working class fable about a biker, a mermaid and three shades of blue, the trailer I watched and that weird ass premise, uh, the two don't match up except for the working class fable about a biker. Uh, it's about this guy who gets out of, a uh, gets out of jail, his girlfriend or something is waiting for him. Uh, she has had kids since then or maybe his old flame and they rekindle their uh their flame it's just a little odd and um very skippable two more movies left in the limited release section let's talk about ride the eagle limited release and vod leaf is left with a conditional inheritance when his estranged mother honey dies Before he can move into her picturesque Yosemite cabin, he has to complete her elaborate and sometimes dubious to-do list. This stars J.K. Simmons from Spider-Man, Jake Johnson from New Girl, Susan Sarandon from Dead Man Walking, Darcy Carden from The Good Place, Cleo King from Pineapple Express, and Luis Fernandez-Gill from Lucha Underground. This one almost made it into the wide-release and interesting indies. It honestly doesn't look bad, but... I just hesitated too much and when i hesitate that much i take that as a sign as in it's not supposed to be put there so something to watch out for may be interesting and finally we have a documentary in a limited release section called enemies of the state this is a limited release movie with uh, no vod that i know of an American family becomes entangled in a bizarre web of secrets and lies when their hacker son is targeted by the U.S. government, making them all enemies of the state. Well, like I said, that is it for the limited release section. Let us jump right into the wide releases. We have eight of them this week. So let's do three three or four of these, and then we'll take our next break. So let's start with a film called Sabaya. This is a limited release film. This film follows a group into Syria's Al-Hol, a dangerous camp in the Middle East as they risk their lives to save a woman being held by ISIS as abducted sex slaves. This cherry film is a documentary, so, which makes it even more god-awful depressing. I'll be honest, I I probably won't purposefully seek this movie out. Uh, it, Even though it, it's about people trying to do a good thing and sheds light on something we probably should be talking about, it looks depressing as f***. And... I think just the daily news is depressing enough. Going to work is depressing enough. I don't. I don't. I don't think I need that in my life. But the reason I put it in this section is because watching the trailer made my butthole clench. Just because it's very, very intense, especially after they have the person like after they. In one scene, they do save someone. I'm not sure if it's their goal, but they do save someone and they're trying to get away and they're being chased by ISIS and realizing that this is really going on. If they get caught by ISIS, guess who's not going to survive? Them. So this uh, does have a lot going for it. It's a very important topic. It's highlighting people who are trying to do the right thing. And what has going against it is that it's super depressing. At least that's what's going against it for me. I do think this looks good. I think it looks like a well-done documentary, but also we have to remember what I always say when it comes to documentaries is that keep in mind that documentaries are really just for people who are really into that topic. It's not like, oh, maybe I'll watch this random documentary. I don't know. Maybe you do. I don't know your life. Sometimes I'll actually watch a random documentary like um, who's I Know That Voice or Who's That Voice, the one about voice acting, but I'm really into animation, so that makes sense. So if this is something you're very passionate about or you're into, then definitely check this out. It looks really well done. This is a limited theatrical release, no VOD as far as I can tell. And Sabia gets a butt puckering 8 out of 11 my future friends next up we have a film that comes out on the 29th so actually before this uh but before the weekend so the 29th is a thursday so by the time you're listening to this unless you are listening to it on thursday this has already come out this is a netflix original movie called resort to love and it comes out well i already said it july 29th erica who ends up as the entertainment at her ex-fiance's wedding after reluctantly taking a gig at a luxurious island resort while in the wake of a music career meltdown. That's why that was so hard to say, so it took me like four takes to say that. And I didn't realize that's just one long sentence that makes no sense. The only way this premise makes sense is if you actively ask, what is Resort to love about? And then I would say Erica, who ends up as the entertainment, blah, blah, blah. But as a standalone premise, that's awfully written. And um, that kind of makes me angry. Yeah, it does. This stars Christina Milian from East Los High, Cinquette Wells from Teen Wolf, Jay Farrow of SNL fame, Karen Obilum from Doom Patrol, and Gerald Prescott from Swamp Thing look this one looks cute it it really does it doesn't look good it doesn't look good at all but this is one of those movies that you watch just because it's it's simple it's a simple comedy it will make you laugh And, and there's nothing wrong with that you may not even remember this movie quite well but you will watch it it'll make you smile it did its job this is very akin to old netflix movies before netflix started upping their ante a lot before they became a big player in the movie game When they were still playing around with netflix originals and by that i mean it's it's not bad it really isn't it just is kind of forgettable and really doesn't do anything to stand out and wave its arms around and go hey watch me because i'm the new hotness so look if you just kind of want to relax you have netflix and this sounded or even the trailer looked at all interesting to you check this out july 29th next up we have another netflix original movie uh, called Blood Red Sky. This has actually already come out. I'm recording this on the 27th. And by the way, quick note about the 27th. Today, the new Ghostbusters trailer dropped. But I'm going to hold on to that to next till next week. Because I want to watch it and gather my thoughts on it. Uh, so that's why I didn't talk about that. Sorry if someone has already had already messaged me. Last time I did this, Frat Matt, God bless him, messaged me. Or no, he commented. And then he went, oh wait, you already talked about that. You mentioned how you uh, are waiting. But thank you. Uh, Seriously, thank you. You are the first one to ever do that. Anyway, this comes out July, or came out on July 24th. So last week, technically, but after the last episode would have come out, if I did one. This is about a woman with a mysterious illness who is forced into action when a group of terrorists attempt to hijack a transatlantic overnight flight. This stars Dominic Purcell from DC Legends of Tomorrow, Graham McTavish from The Hobbit Trilogy, And the star is German actress, Peri Baumeister. And so here's the thing. If you look at the poster or you watch a trailer, it's quite obvious that that this woman is a vampire. The fact that they are trying to play it cool or be coy about it in the premise really makes no sense because that is what would sell it to people. Because if they didn't hint about her vampirism at all, if they didn't hint at all about it and just went with that premise, you're like, wow, a woman with a mysterious illness, she has some sort of weird cancer, and she's going to have to fight terrorists? That's horrible. Who would want to watch that? But saying a vampire is on a flight and has to take matters into her own hands when terrorists hijack it, that, is, that turns from f***ing tragic to bad ass. So this is a Netflix original as in it's coming to Netflix. This is a German film. I actually don't know sometimes when a movie says Netflix original, how much they actually have to do with it. Did they just buy it? So like, oh, Netflix presents this, but we didn't have anything to do with making it. Or did they? Uh, that part really doesn't matter much. Uh, their track record when it comes to the movies they do release and call their own, that matters. And it's been getting better and better. Uh, this film looks good. It's a really Really interesting idea, and uh, I like it quite a bit, so uh, I will check this out one day. Probably not this week, I'm going to be honest, but uh, one day. Blood Red Sky gets a 7 out of 11. Did I give a score to Resort to Love? I don't know if I did. You know, what? let's uh, let's do it again. Resort to Love gets a 7 out of 11. As well, two sevens out of 11s. Right, my future friends, that is it for this part of the show. Let's take a break and come back to the rest of the wide releases and interesting indies. So please stay tuned as we hear a word from our good friends at We're Doing Fine with Robbie and Lisa. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Lisa and I'm Robbie, and we host a show called We're, We're Doing, doing fine.
1: fine. We're friends from across the ocean. I'm from Scotland and I'm from California. Join us every week as we chat about biscuits. You mean cookies. Brexit.
0: Whatever's going on here. Who knows?
1: Almost dying.
0: Why we're single.
1: Popular culture.
0: And basically everything and anything that can distract us from this postmodern hellscape we're all living in. Because we're We're doing doing fine. fine. We are back. We are back with the first movie in the rest of the wide releases, which is called The Exchange. This is a limited release and coming to VOD. This is about... Hoping to find a friendship with a French exchange student, an awkward teenager discovers that the student is not as sophisticated and cultured as he had assumed. This stars Ed Oxenbold from The Visit, Avan Georgia from Zombieland Double Tap, or Jogia, or something, it's French, Justin Hartley from This Is Us, and Jennifer Irwin from The Goldbergs. I'm not sure if I talked about this trailer on the show, because... Sometimes when I, I prep for the trailer trove, you know, whenever I, whenever I see a new trailer comes out, I put it all in one big playlist. And if I think there's enough really interesting stuff, I'll start to take out some of the smaller things just so the show isn't over an hour long. But this one, I actually think it looks good. I think it looks funny. It looks familiar, but different enough that you can't really see where it's going. So we have this kid played by Ed Oaksenbold or or whatever Uh, if you ever saw the visit you know he's that cringy white kid who wants to be a rapper Uh, he's been in other stuff too let's see he was in better watch out uh he was the he was the other kid he wasn't the murderous kid in better watch out he was a kid's friend Uh, also shitty but you know not terrible he was in alexander and the terrible horrible no good very bad day uh wildlife some episodes of reckoning and even though if you just look at his IMDb picture, he looks like just a normal, normal teenager. No, he's not even a teenager anymore. He's 20 something. Oh, he's actually 20. This year he turned 20, but he does kind of look like a basic, uh, basic teenager, but he nerds up so well. He, they turn him into a nerd so easily and so believably that it's really impressive. Cause you know, sometimes when they try to take, take an actor, or an actress uh, who's not naturally nerdy and nerd them up, it doesn't work. Just think of the movie She's All That with uh, was it Rachel Lee Cook? Is it and Freddie Prince Jr., Matthew Lillard, Paul Walker? It's a good cast, but when you look at her pre makeover in that movie, it just doesn't work. It looks cringy. This kid, on the other hand, f-ing pulls it off, and that is impressive. Oh, and here's something I just put together that um really embarrasses me so if you look at the if you watch a trailer or you look at the the poster you'll see this guy who now that i look at it is quite obviously justin hartley and i even said hey justin hartley's in this movie but i was thinking to myself i don't remember him in the trailer he um he kind of did it up you know they don't make him look like himself and he's acting so different from the characters i'm used to him as you know in uh This is us in Smallville, that I didn't recognize him at all, so good job, Justin Hartley, for tricking the shit out of me. I will see this movie. That's not even a question. It looks funny, it looks stupid. Uh, It actually doesn't look that great, but it looks enjoyable, and that's really what I look for. I'll be honest, sometimes I do want to watch the big art film, and I am really impressed with a lot of what A24 puts out. I like their work. But goddammit, movies are great as... An artful expression of so many things but then again we have movies but then again we have movies like The Exchange which just looks very enjoyable. The Exchange gets an 8 out of 11. All right friends next up uh, something that really shocked me It, it really did because we still have three other movies after this and I would rather watch them than this film and this film has Matt Damon in it and we all know I have the biggest man crush on Matt Damon. Uh, He is the handsomest of men, and uh, I love his movies. Even his terrible movies are great. I love them. But I would much rather see especially two of the films this week above this one. And this movie is called Stillwater, which gets a nationwide release, first nationwide release of the week. This is about a father who travels from Oklahoma to France to help his estranged daughter who is in prison for a murder she claims she didn't commit. This stars Matt Damon from We Bought a Zoo, Abigail Breslin from Zombieland, and Deanna Dungan from The Visit. Oh, she's also from The Visit. We have two people from The Visit in this. Fun. So we have the little brother from The Visit and the crazy naked grandma. It's going to be weird watching this movie going, hey, old lady, I saw your old lady boobs. And it was weird here's the thing this movie doesn't look bad at all it does not i i want to see this and not just because matt damon's in it okay well maybe just because matt damon's in it but it doesn't look that bad this looks like um green zone and the informant or the monuments men those aren't bad movies but they're not the first thing that come to mind when i think of matt damon this is going to be the same deal not bad he is a good and talented actor he picks mostly good projects. He has a he has a story here that seems like a mo- more toned down version of Taken. So instead of kicking ass and taking names, he's doing some redneck investigating in France, which will probably cause some cringy situations. Uh, maybe even has some commentary on Americans traveling in other countries. And what's impressive is that he can be so smooth and. Debonair and suave, and then you see him in this, and you're like, "Oh yeah, this guy. This is Earl. He's worked at the he's worked at the factory downtown for the last twenty years. He's a good guy. You know, sometimes he gets behind on his payments, but he'll make them. You know, he will. Just a good, hardworking guy. Not really great there in the social situations, but you know what? He has your back. That's what you see when you look at this guy. This isn't Jason Bourne. This isn't Matt or Mark Mark Watley. Yeah, from um." From The Martian. And you know what? That's acting. Yay. I know. I know it's acting. It it just impresses me. I know it shouldn't. I've seen so many movies in my entire life. Well over a hundred a year. But I still see acting like that. I'm like, oh, he's nothing like his other characters. That's so impressive. Good job, William. Good job. Stillwater doesn't look bad at all. It doesn't. But the next three movies, I want to see way more. Stillwater gets a seven out of 11. All right, the first movie that really excites me, and it's a Disney film, and it's not the pick of the week. What the f***? What is going on? I just want to make it clear that I am not the most predictable son of a bitch when it comes to movies. I am not. So a Matt Damon film, and you know how much I gush about him, I gush about him more than like some 90s fruit snack. Gushers reference? No, did that joke work? I'm sorry, it didn't. But we have a Matt Damon film, and we have Jungle Cruise, both of which did not make it as the pick of the week, and it blows my mind. That's how much I want to see the other two films that are coming out. So let's talk about Jungle Cruise nationwide release, Disney Plus premiere Access, and, you know, I'll, I'll mention something after I talk about the premise. This is based on the Disneyland theme park ride where a small riverboat takes a group of travelers through a jungle filled with dangerous animals and reptiles, but with a supernatural element. Ooh, Sam and Dean. No, not that kind of supernatural. This stars Emily Blunt from The Devil Wears Prada and Dwayne Johnson from Jumanji. Welcome to the jungle. And that's all you need. That's all you need for a movie. Hell, Emily Blunt is all you need for a movie, but do you need more? I will give you more. Jesse Plemons from Game Night. Jesse F***ing Plemons. He is amazing. I love him. He is a great actor. Do you want even more? God, you are greedy, aren't you? Paul Giamatti from Sideways. That, that, right there. That's a cast. That is a cast right there. We add Edgar Ramirez from Gold, Veronica Falcon, or Falcone from Queen of the South, and Jake Whitehall, or Jack Whitehall from Good Omens. That, that right there. That right there. An amazing cast. I can't get over it. Jesse Plemons, if you've watched a trailer, plays that guy who the submarine comes out of the river and it just opens up the hatch and he's at this gun. He's just like, oh, waving at them with some German accent. I love it. I love it so much. Jungle Cruise is going to be fun. It's going to be so, so much fun. You know it. You know it from watching the trailer. And you also know if you're the type of person who likes these films. It is a huge budget Disney movie. It is a Disney blockbuster. We know what we expect from these movies. And if you don't like them, that's fine. Not everyone is going to like these films. It is made for the masses. But guess what? You're not the masses, are you? But if you do like them, like me, this can't lose. Even if the plot is ridiculous, even if some of it makes no sense, even if it's so contrived that it makes your brain hurt. The action and comedy are enough to save it. The cast is enough to save it. This is going to be a fun film at the very least. At the very, very least, we have a fun film. Something flashy, something enjoyable. Something that you don't have... You can kind of turn your brain off and watch. That kind of stuff. At most, we have something that's enjoyable and good. The Rock... Dwayne Johnson is the highest paid actor in Hollywood right now, and there's a really good reason for that, because he makes good movies. Scratch that. He makes fun movies, because Skyscraper was not good. Skyscraper was enjoyable. This, like I said, bare bones, at the very least it could be, is fun. And that, my friends, is a good bet. And about Disney Plus Premier Access, I actually have a friend who buys movies on Disney Plus Premier Access because then all of his family can watch it too. That's a great f-ing idea because for my wife and I, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Why pay $30 when we can just go to the theater, have a, have a day out experience and watch the movie for still maybe 30 bucks? when you take snacks into account, but it, you get the theater experience with it. You get the bigger screen. Uh, But you know what? If you have a close-knit group of friends or family and you do want to watch this on premiere access so you can share it, that's great. This is going to be a fun film, hands down, hands down. Jungle Cruise gets a 10 out of 11. All right, my friends, two movies left, two films left, two left in the chamber two remain. So let's talk about the last film that didn't make it as a pick of the week, and that is a film called Nine Days. A reclusive man conducts a series of interviews with human souls for a chance to be born. This is a limited release movie, and it stars Winston Duke from Us, Benedict Wong from Doctor Strange, Bill Skarsgård from It, Zazie Beetz from Joker, and Tony Hale from Arrested Development. Uh, This trailer, or this movie, first caught my eye in the trailer trove, and like always, because I'm so forgetful, I forgot if I actually talked about it on the show, because you know, when I'm done with them, I delete the YouTube playlists because I don't want to, you know, 200, 200 plus playlists of, oh, these are the movies you talked about on this day. But it caught my eye. It looked very interesting. And I kept coming back to it and watching the trailer. And now I'm very excited. This looks really, really good. This is being distributed by Sony Pictures Classics, who are unlike a24 it seems like sony pictures classics just tries to just throw as much as they can at the wall and see what sticks that's not necessarily bad they're a movie company they got to make money right it looks like this is one of the ones that will stick this looks outstanding it's a very interesting idea because we have winston duke who's interviewing souls to be born and part of interviewing them is watching what their life will be like and watching what they will do and I just want to point out this one review from I'm a big kid. Now 88 on IMDb whose title said an emotional Roller Coaster and one of the most thought provoking existential films I have ever seen. This person apparently watched at Sundance and gave it 10 out of 10 stars. And because we have someone that can do that, describe it as one of the most thought provoking and existential films they've ever seen. And it doesn't look like some artsy mess in the trailer is a big green light for me to check this out there's just something about it watch the trailers there's there's just something about this movie that i just really really want to see and this was a deceptively good week for movies i I didn't even realize it until now because i'm very very excited for the pick of the week i'm excited for jungle cruise for this Uh, I will watch Stillwater. I want to watch The Exchange and Resort to Love in Blood Red Sky. Entertaining. Entertaining and on Netflix. This is a good week for films. And Nine Days is... And Nine Days very well could have been the pick of the week if it wasn't for this next film. And I'll be honest, if this next film didn't come out, it would have been. I would have gladly watched this over Jungle Cruise or Stillwater. And... Once again, as you know from my from my gushing about it, I am very, very excited for Jungle Cruise. But Nine Days, Nine Days looks special. It looks like a special film. Something that I will remember. And not remember in the same way I remember watching another Dwayne The Rock Johnson film, or not in the same way I remember watching the Fast and Furious films, but something in the way I remember watching Amelie for the first time in theaters and it blew my mind when I remember watching The Wrestler when I remember watching okay not the best example but paranormal activity in the theaters when it was still a brand new thing it's a special film I highly suggest everyone check out the trailer everyone and hell even watch the film nine days gets a 10 out of 11. But my friends, it is time for the pick of the week. What is it? What could possibly beat all of these films I've talked about? What could beat Matt Damon? What can beat Matt Damon? Besides Team America, the pick of the week. And the film you should watch if you go to theaters this week is called The Green Knight. This is a fantasy retelling of the medieval story of Sir Gawain and the Green Knight. This stars Dev Patel from Lion, Alicia Vikander from Tomb Raider, Sarita Chowdhury, from jessica jones sean harris from mission impossible rogue nation kate dickie from the witch ralph innocent from the witch barry Keoghan from dunkirk and joel edgerton from the great gatsby so i talked about what a great cast jungle cruise had and nine days has a great cast as well winston duke benedict wong bill skarsgård uh, zazie beats that's fantastic this is another amazing cast Barry Keohan, and I'm sure I'm pronouncing his name wrong is someone to watch. He is definitely someone to watch because he's been around for a while. He has, but I think, I think he is, it is very possible that one day he'll win an Oscar. I do. And the fact that Dev Patel has only been nominated for one Oscar is just short of being criminal because he too is amazing. This is a good cast. And this is the first venture into fantasy from A24, the company that brought us The Witch, the company that brought us Minari, a Academy Award-nominated film from last year. Uh, first Cow. We have The Lighthouse, which I-, I hated, but a lot of people liked it. Waves, Uncut Gems, *Midsummer*, Mid-90s. Uh, these are good films. So we have... A24's first adventure into fantasy and it's based on Arthurian legend that is dope and not only that but it looks good it actually has visual effects which I I agree aren't necessary but they use it so well. They use it so well that it impressed me and they didn't try to overreach because if they try to overreach, then it looks like a Transformers film where you're like, oh, sometimes it looks good, but other times it looks like garbage because Michael Bay is garbage. Oh, that felt good. I haven't talked about Michael Bay in a while that that did feel good. But the Green Knight is going to be a good film. It looks so well acted. It looks beautiful. It is a beautiful looking film. And I am positive That at least by the mid middle of next year, around uh, around the same time next year, I will have the Green Knight on my shelf. I'll probably have nine days on my shelf too. I'm already aiming to get the exchange to just buy it. But the Green Knight is what stood out to me this week. This is going to be a good film. And remember, not good in the same way that Jungle Cruise is going to be good, but good as in this is going to be a piece of cinematic art but not so artsy like the lighthouse that it's going to just turn me off no this is going to be very good so this film looks stunning it has a very good idea behind it Arthurian legend kicks ass has a great cast this is a must win movie or this is a surefire win if you see this film the green knight gets an 11 out of 11 All right, my future friends, I'm just very excited. I am. I'm very excited for the movies that are coming out. I want to see so many of them. And I need to start making some sort of list of, hey, movies, remember, you want to check out, because I guarantee you, even though I'm very excited for nine days, if I don't make some sort of note about it, I will forget. Because I can't even count how many times that I've seen a film somewhere, or it popped out on some streaming service, or I just bought it because it was on super sale somewhere. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember talking about that. I was very excited about that at one point. I just forgot. But I, I, I'm I, happy with what a good movie week this is. But still, remember, my friends, still be safe. The The Delta variant is serious. This is all still serious. And even if you're smart and got vaccinated, and I do understand that DIG didn't apply to those who can't get vaccinated for health reasons. That that doesn't apply to you. But if even if you got vaccinated... It's still dangerous out there and got to be careful. So please be careful, my friends. But if you do venture out, if you can do it safe, like my wife and I have been able to do, check out one of these films because it's a good week. It is such a good week for film. Well, that is it for this episode. Episode 210, Gwaine's World. So let me send you along your way to the other great shows you may listen to or to one of the friends of the show. And so here's a closing housekeeping. You can find me on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and any podcast app, as well as the Somewhat Nerdy website, that is somewhatnerdy.com. I would really appreciate it if you take a few minutes out of your day to give the podcast a rating. I would love five stars, please. And also, share the podcast, share with your friends, that is how we grow here on the show. And then how do you reach me? That is a great question. You can leave a comment for me on the Somewhat Nerdy website or Facebook page. You can leave a comment on SoundCloud. You can hit me up on Twitter or Instagram at BilliamSWN. You can email me at billiamreviews at gmail.com and please consider supporting the show on patreon you can find a link in the show notes and also on the somewhat nerdy site be sure to check out the other shows in the network somewhat nerdy radio and nerds of the squared circle don't forget to support the friends of the show you've heard their ads tonight please check out my personal blog billiamthenerd.com and then finally my dear friends My dear, dear listeners, my future friends, please remember that no matter where life takes you, no matter what your week has in store, just take some time to catch a flick. I'm Billion from Somewhat Nerdy signing off, and I'll see you in the future.